of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And welcome our lovely guest, Alex. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. Thank yeah, you we're super me. excited. Um, I want to tell everyone a little bit about you. Um, so Alex or Alexandria, um, she's been at SLP for seven years. She went to uh, Loyola. I can never say that. Loyola. Lo say it again. Loyola. Loyola yes. <laughs> University in Maryland for undergrad and Townsend for graduate schools. She specializes in the adult and geriatric population currently working in the home health uh setting for Penn Medicine. Uh, she's also the director for the speech therapy publication, um, Covalent Careers Resources. Mm -hmm. right. um, and her future SLP goals are to continue to find work that excites and challenges her, help new grads find their pace in this career, and have a solid week of therapy without one cancellation. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, good luck with that. Yes, still hoping. Still hoping. <laughs> I feel like I need a drink after that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear. Like, what are we drinking? Yeah. So we are drinking Bread and Butter Wine. They are a lovely wine company. And we are so lucky today. We have a Pinot Noir. Yes. And this brand, they pride themselves on consistency and reliable style. And we have had their wine before, and I agree with that. Um, but I feel extra fancy because this wine, their Pinot Noir, got a 95, a gold award at the California State Fair. Oh, fancy. Yeah, we're drinking like award-winning wine. Fancy wine. That's oh, yeah. Right. You know, we can get fancy sometimes. We're moving on up. And sometimes we don't. Yeah. You know? Sometimes like, it's not fancy. I just, yeah, had a ton of Doritos with this wine that went very well. Yeah, but I was not going to bring up all the Doritos. <laughs> a little guilty, <laughs> but I, it's my segue into the cheese we have. Oh, right. Yeah. Mascarpone, mascarpone it's cheese. all related. Yeah, that's right. I'm always on topic. I'm on topic. <laughs> so I have to say this wine is great. It's not overly sweet or overly acidic. And it has like a cherry and a raspberry taste with a smooth finish. But I got to say, with this cheese, I didn't like the pairing. I actually preferred it with Doritos. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just give things a try. But aside from the cheese, I definitely vote drink it. Oh, drink yeah. I wine. definitely vote drink it Red. with this wine, too. And let's do a, um, a virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Alex, uh, what do you have? Um, I am not drinking fancy wine. I am drinking refrigerator wine <laughs> that you forget is in your fridge and you need to drink it before it's bad. Um, but I have put it in a champagne glass. Um, ah, well, there you go. I love Prosecco, but we are out. Um, so mm -hmm. just class it up. We've got Chardonnay in a champagne glass. <laughs> I was thinking your champagne was a little flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it's Chardonnay, that's why. It's a weak old champagne she's having. <laughs> Uh, we had um, Prosecco, what was it, last episode or two episodes ago in the Scout and Cellar, and it was just so fizzy, but I like the fizz, but sometimes I don't like the fizz, so I don't know. How do we feel I'm about I'm all about fizz? the fizz. You're all about the fizz. I, I had a conversation with someone, too. They're like, oh, I love the fizz. I'm like, you do? Yeah, Prosecco's my go-to. You like the fizz. Yep. All right, so drink your wine or sink it. Oh, drink it for sure. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our questions, do you want to tell us a little bit about what motivated you to become an SLP? Sure. Um, so it actually 
started when I was in high school and I used to volunteer at a summer camp that was run through my high school by the Marist brothers. It was called a SOPUS. And one of the weeks I was there was a program called death camp. Which mm-hmm. probably, I don't know if that'd be PC now, but um, it was awesome. called death camp and um, the camp brought inner city kids from, I believe the Bronx or Brooklyn uh, into upstate New York um, just for a week getting like sunshine and air. Um, and a lot of the counselors were actually speech pathologists. And that was the first time I had ever heard of a speech pathologist. And I was like, wait, what do you do? This is so interesting to me. So that's what initially piqued my interest. And from then on, I thought I was going to work with deaf and hard of hearing children. And that was going to be my career path. And I will say I was pretty lucky because I knew early on in high school that that was what I wanted to do. But where I thought I was going to end up and where I ended up has been like a world of a difference. (laughs) Right. And that seems to be the case with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're in home health and you're primarily with adults. Do you want to tell us um, some of your favorite activities and maybe some goals to go along with those? Yeah. So in home health, I love everything to be as functional as possible Mm -hmm. because you never know what you're walking into when you walk into that door. You don't know if they're in a good mood, a bad mood. They've just had a fight with their significant other. Their heat just got cut off. You you literally have no idea. So my goal is always to have functional tasks on hand that even if they don't want to participate, they're still like, all right, I can do this with you today. Um, so two of my favorites is just working on medication management. Okay. Um, my patients don't have adequate caregiver support and they are the ones that have to manage their own medications. And I'm sure as you know, they get distracted from the hospital with this whole list and they have no idea what goes where and, and when to take that. Oh my goodness. I couldn't even imagine. That's, I didn't even consider that, but yeah. You need the little, you got the pill box. Yeah. So we have a, I have a pill box for two and then for like four, if there's someone who has a lot of meds multiple times a day and thankfully right. my company provides that. So I can, I can just hand them to the clients and, Um, I like to write out a list if they can read um, with a description of what the pill actually looks like as well. Oh, good. That's Um, nice. Yeah. And then another uh, exercise, I probably use this with 95% of my patients, is a memory book or some sort of personal planner. And I do have a lot of older patients who they just, they're not interested in like cognitive exercises, whether it's like structured or unstructured, they don't think there's anything wrong with their memory and they're fine. So I like to kind of shift that and say, well, let's work on, you know, just like a personal planner for yourself. Let's keep track of what you had for breakfast and lunch and who came to the house today. So um, that's probably one of my go like I said I use that pretty much with everyone um and I have a goal for you oh wonderful yes. yeah love some goals um so specifically with my memory memory book what I'll use is patient will recall functional information including appointments names and meals eaten with 80 percent accuracy using a memory book or personal planner without verbal cues to improve their ability to retain information over time without caregiver assistance Love nice. it. Very specific, measurable, achievable. Um, right. Specific of yes. where with the queuing, the reason, the rationale, really. And then how about the time? 
that you have the goal. So like, do you have these uh, clients for like a while? Or home, home health, I feel like is a different beast because we don't have short-term or long-term goals set. We go based on a cert period. And when you're writing your goals, you have to set an anticipated number of goals. So your visit string will say maybe, you know, speech therapy one to two times a week for seven weeks, anticipate four to six visits. Mm -hmm. And then that's pretty much your kind of time frame that you're setting okay. for your right. Yeah. So, so if your writing goals that can be achieved within that, what would you say, seven weeks was it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so depending when you get in on the certification, like depending when they were open to home care, mm -hmm. so the cert period itself will run for nine weeks. So depending on, you know, when I'm able to evaluate them, sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's eight or seven, just depending how busy I am. But usually it's within seven to nine weeks. Okay, great. Right. But I love couple, that book. Yeah, a couple of sessions. So it's not like a whole year, let's say, right. if you were working. No, no. It's like two sessions a week, maybe once a week. and Right. So you want something functional? For sure. The goal in home health is really to get them um, – out of home health as soon as possible because patients tend to really like home health. They love people visiting them and, and talking with them, especially the older patients. Um, but we always want to remind them that home health is not a crutch. So I always go in there with a plan of a discharge plan and what they're going to be doing by the time I leave, just so they don't rely on, you know, that nice speech lady who comes to talk with me every right. day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's my speech friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A speech wine partner. Just kidding. But that's great that you're having them write down like who came to their house, just like in terms of any any record keeping if this person is not um like if they don't have another caregiver. So that's like important information in case, you know, anything were to go wrong. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Who came to visit exactly. <laughs> that's cute. I like that. Oh, before we get to this question, I did want to ask one more question about home. Yeah. I was wondering if you can give us like two pros and two cons to taking that avenue. Yeah. Um, one pro is definitely the time management aspect of it. You really get to, or I would say flexibility, you really get to make your own schedule. Um, mm -hmm. Your productivity is set really like weekly. So I am supposed to see 30, I'm supposed to have 30 visits a week. So, you know, I have seven days to accomplish that, which I really love. Um, Another pro is that you're not micromanaged. You really get to decide who you want to eval. You get to decide who you want to research and you get to decide who you want to discharge. Now on the flip side, I can say that's a con if you're not an independent or um, confident therapist because no one will be on your back. No one will tell you. I mean, someone, if you keep someone for like four months, they're going to like, Hey, what's up? Um, but you really have to rely on your clinical strengths and your clinical skills to determine, you know, if this patient is appropriate or not appropriate for therapy. And I would say another con is the frequent missed visits. Mm -hmm. uh, you are going to people's houses. They're going to forget you're coming. They're going to go get their hair done. They're going to go to church. Uh, and you're the last person on their mind to, <laughs> to notify. So that, that is one con and it's pretty annoying, but you have to go in with it knowing that you're going to have at least like three missed visits a week. Is it hard for a CS to start? Um, oh, is that what you were thinking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Devil talk, and I will just sit. Well, you we're must gonna... have put that that question in my brain. <laughs> yeah. 
I would say for CFs, I personally would not recommend home health for a CF unless you know that the speech therapist who is going to be shadowing you or who's going to be your mentor is going to be on hand, on site when you need them, or at least is going to be within an hour drive, they're going to be willing to drive to you because it really is an independent setting. You are thrown in there once you're done with your orientation. You have to know how to talk to doctors. You have to know how to talk to a whole clinical team. You have to know a lot about a lot. <laughs> and I will say a lot of people go into home health, I think, thinking it's an easy setting that you're just going to go in there, do your therapy and leave. But you have to do a medication reconciliation. You have to take vitals. You have to talk to their daughters. You have to assess pain. You have to screen for sepsis. It's just, it's really a lot of things going on. And it really is changing into a medically based field. And I think not a field people thought of as kind of more easygoing. Wow, that's that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That was a lot of information. And then um, has anything anything kooky ever happened to you? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Uh, every day. <laughs> yes. Um, I have had the occasional run in with uh rodents and bugs, which have oh, horrified me. Um and I did walk into um a old man who was a gun collector, which was also slightly wow. horrifying, was not expecting that. But I do enjoy the times when I, so I work in Philadelphia and I work within the city. So I love treating in the community that I work in. And I live kind of right in between little Vietnam, little Mexico, and little Italy. So That's I- the food. Yeah, it's the best food ever. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, I live right near the Italian market, actually, where Rocky ran through, if, if you... Oh, do you work out there? Um, I definitely do not. I work out in my house. I keep that, <laughs> keep that hidden. <laughs> no one needs to see. I would be motivated. But yeah, I love holiday times, because usually... Um, you know, my South Philly Italian patients will make pizzas for me, or I'll get a really nice, like, Puerto Rican family dish, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was always my favorite thing about doing home care. I had mostly Russian people, mm -hmm. and they would always give me, like, um, pickles, and. Oh, your favorite. Oh, my goodness. I had to move this family to the end of the day, because they needed <laughs> to be <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was, I was not sad. I was, that was fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so then Not we're sad. approaching our halfway point, yeah. but before that, we wanted to talk about your, um, so new grad, new grad speech. What is this? Yeah. yeah, so new grad speech therapy is, is an online publication and it's ran through Covalent Careers Resources. And Covalent Careers is a career development company and they're geared towards, um, new healthcare professionals, providing them with education, mentorship, job opportunities. So New Grad Speech Therapy is the online publication for geared towards speech pathologists, providing them with content in clinical areas, practice management, licensure, um, and we we really want to, we really focus our content towards those new grads and also encourage new grads to write for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Nice. I, I uh, teach grad school, so if you want to give me some info, I'll pass it out at my Oh, class. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, maybe they'd be interested in that. 
Um, I remember when I was a CF, I felt rather lost. Um, mm -hmm. I had a supervisor and I was in a private practice, but like, um, I was pretty much on my own. I, I don't know why I was just like, mm -hmm. I could just picture you being lost. I feel like that's, that's probably why we separated our friendship. You were like, because I, right. I was all by myself. Yeah. I was running. I was like, I was like, I've never in private practice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so, I, was, I mean, I was happy though. I liked you know, it. You know, I had my mentor like on site. And I stuff, know. Like the next <laughs> cubicle over speech. Maria yeah. does not settle for anything but the best. <laughs> Thank you. That's a As you should it. You should not settle. All her clothes were from the limited two when she was a kid. <laughs> I think I'm still fitting those. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. So then how did you get into this new grad speech therapy? I was actually referred to the position from, so I run a Facebook group for speech pathologists and home care. And I was just referred from someone in that group and they said, hey, you know, um, I was doing this position, but I don't have the time for it. Mm -hmm. I know with your experience with entrepreneurship and the other side businesses that you've had, like maybe this would be something, you know, that you wanted to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course. Yes, this is great. Um, so yeah, it kind of just fell into my lap and it, it's worked out really well. I'm really excited about the opportunity to really curate some, you know, really important and meaningful content that's can actually help new grads, you know, and not tell them just things that they want to hear or things that maybe we wished we knew before we started. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been really exciting. That's great. Should we all before there our break share a thing we wished we knew? Yeah. We got a couple of minutes before our halfway point. Why yeah. not? Um, um, what did I first? wish that I knew? I, I think that I wish I knew more about goal writing mm. in terms of, because, well, also that when I we were, we're separating goal writing. Well, I have been thinking about it. Yes. But when we were in grad school, we had to write long and short term goals, which is like not an existent thing now, unless you're in preschool from, from my end. Do or you have to do that? Yeah. Or if you have students that are alternate assessment in a school. Okay. So. so, and then I just didn't feel like, I feel like perhaps though, that the goal writing is uh, constantly evolving. So it is difficult to um, like teach that because it's something that's like constantly changing. True. True. But I still felt like I had um, like ambiguous goals and I feel like at least that is something that should be the same, the spe like specificity, like they will give an antonym to a given word. That's just very... <laughs> Yeah. specific right, right not like they will increase their vocabulary by 50 uh, words how are you gonna it's always that? better to be more specific because you could always scale back your goal depending on the documentation system you're using but i'm i think it's better to be too wordy than not at all right yeah 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 and just like really say like what it is just for your own sanity especially when you have a huge caseload to manage it's like well wait what am i i'm working on like figurative language but like what kind of figurative language right. like so what what do you want to do with figurative language like identify a simile and interpret it yes that's that's what you should yeah. have your figurative language will be not just demonstrate comprehension of figurative language like how do you measure that right um well i didn't make goals like that i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 correct but 
but that's not our fault when we were CFs, you right? Know? But then those that was like my model because those were the uh, papers that I had. I, see. I didn't get that point just right there. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't know why I didn't get it, but uh, I got it now. Okay. Uh, I wish I learned a little bit more. I or I utilized more dynamic assessment because when I was placed in a school. I was just very like I guess coming from clinic, like oh assessment, and then we're gonna right. this. And then I kind of wish I took like my own data. Like, let's say I did like do an, an antonyms and similes, like found 10 and then I saw how they do with that and then like try it again. And then like when they're, you know, when the time to make new goals is up to see how they did with that. And like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel like the best way to measure progress, like more specific and just, you know, I don't know, more dynamic assessment. Okay, great. And how yeah. about you, Alex? I wish I knew that. I would have to know everything going into the field. And I know that's probably not the best answer, but I feel like when you're in grad school, you know, you take Arctic and phonology and you take neurology and you take all these classes and you think going into it like, oh, well, I just need to know this and then I need to know this. And it's, Mm. you kind of really do need to know everything you know even though I work with adults I still have to know about articulation and phonology for my patients who have you know speech impairments after a stroke so and even voice things that you know you may get once every now and then so I guess I would also just encourage new grads to to really not narrow their focus and really continue learning because you you will need to know more than you think (laughs) not to scare anyone (laughs) That's true. And I have, I have two CFs too. And I was just having dinner with them the other night and I was encouraging them to maybe take a preschool case here and there just because like it just familiarizes you with another population, another set of goals and like makes you a little bit more of a a more confident clinician for when you are on your own, as opposed to like being used to one setting. Yeah. Um, Good tips. I think so. I mean, I love the like, doing the home care and the preschoolers too. I haven't had adults in their home just at the nursing home, but Mm -hmm. um, that would be an interesting route to take too. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. All right. So we are at our halfway point. So a word from our sponsors, please hold. Yeah. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to talk about hobbies, balance, and all of our favorite things just Mm -hmm. after this commercial break. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SpeechTherapyPD.com. It's a 100% SLP-owned website that specializes in practical, engaging, evidence-based video and audio courses. There's more than 600 hours of courses available on demand. Yes, there are weekly live and interactive courses and pod courses. They offer unlimited plans starting at $89 a year. And now you can get $10 off with the code WINE. W-I-N-E. So enter wine at checkout. And we're back. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. Right now, we're going to let you know where you can find us. Um, You can follow us on Instagram. We're at SLPs, wine and cheese pod, underscore between each word. I am at Deborah Brooks, CCCSLP. And Maria, what's your name? Maria underscore Kotz, SLP. Right, she changed her name. I changed it. And Go to our Instagram and you can see our uh, link and we have links to our Patreon and all other fun stuff. And uh, don't forget to rate, comment, and review us on iTunes. Exactly. What about you, Alex? Where can they find you? 
so you can find me on Instagram at two places at Alex winter 24 and that's winter with a Y. And then you can also find me at she X shines. Great. So she X shines. Let's get into that. So She Shines was a collaborative venture between me and one of my girlfriends who I actually met on Instagram. And she is a speech pathologist as well, um, but she is retired from speech. I always say retired because she has her own business now that's flourishing and I'm so excited for her. Wow, good for her. Yeah, so I was running a online uh, social and networking list combined with events throughout the city called She. And my partner, Anna Laura, has a business called The Shine Studio. So we kind of just decided to put our two businesses together and we call it She Shines. Yeah. And our goal is just to provide the space and resources for women in the city to come together, to connect and grow personally and professionally. So we do that through events. We do workshops. We, um, you know, our digital content on Instagram, we have a website. So our goal really is just community connection, girl talk, inclusiveness, and always with a glass of champagne in hand. (laughs) Wow. wow, that sounds right up our alley. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah, we, we should have design events when we're in Philly. Yes, yeah. we should do that when I was in Philly, but that's all right. We can go back. Yeah. Which we, we said we wanted to. I know you have a reason to go back. Right. I do go to, I go to Philly pretty often. Um, yeah. I actually lived in Delaware for so and I feel like a lot of my friends like when they go out they go to Philly whereas like when you're around here you go to Manhattan you know so um and then I have some sisters that live nearby there too so definitely we gotta meet up oh yeah we'll have wine in Philly also I'm from Queens so next time I go home oh Oh. very cool look at that our worlds are colliding so do you have most of like the meet and greets or the events in philly or is it they've all been in philly so far we have had a lot of requests in other cities um so i'm sure as you guys know we are a two woman operation (laughs) with a full-time job still and anna laura as well she has a job so we're both we're still trying to make it work we absolutely want to expand so bad so we're just trying to figure out all the nuts and bolts how to how to get there but all our events right now are are in philadelphia well you should come to our live podcast yeah i'm playing that's why i want to know you got to let me know as soon as it is so i can put it in my calendar i'm gonna get that date as soon as i can i've been i've been on my computer and Um, i'll manifest it right yeah it's happening yeah maria manifests things i do she manifests (laughs) her power (laughs) she's like she wrote 12 emails to get wine I'm being realistic. Like you gotta <laughs> put what you want out there, but realistic manifestations. Yeah, but you still have to do the work to get right. there. It's not yeah, like sure. You know. It doesn't happen. You gotta gotta put in the legwork. I manifested. I yeah. do. I'm gonna manifest this. Good manifest. Yes. It. So that's one of my hobbies. I do like to manifest things. Right. Well, so. uh, we were wondering. So Maria and I both we like. I feel like we have a bunch of hobbies and things that we like to do in our free time. Um, Alex, do you think it's important to have hobbies or jobs outside of your career? And, and if so, how would that impact 
someone's career or lifestyle. Yeah. Well, speaking to someone who has like two to three jobs already outside her career, uh, I think it's so important, not only for your mental health, but for your creativity. You know, I feel like a lot of times when I talk to women, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so burned out at work. I'm so bored. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing when you get home? You know, are you just sitting on your couch and you're doing more work? Like what, what is fueling you outside of your career? I, as I don't care how much you love your job, you, you're going to need a break at some point. <laughs> we're, we're not robots, right? Like you have to take a break and what are you going to do to take a break? Um, so I, I think it's so important to have a hobby or even some little side job, side hustle, some side passion that you can, you can put your creativity to and kind of just like take a break from thinking about patience and paperwork and all that, all that stuff. Oh, that's a great point because I feel like we, all three of us, I think I could speak for all three of us, <clears throat> excuse me, that we do enjoy what we do, but just even yeah. the whole like waking up in the morning, you know, like even it's the, the routine oh God, of it, right, yeah. in the morning. You know, I'm not a morning person. I don't know. I don't think Jen is either. I'm not a morning person at mm -hmm. all. So sometimes you need that drive just to like, you know, get up out of bed and do your Oh, thing. sure. And I think too, when you're in a career that is so heavily weighted on dealing with other people and not only just doing therapy with them but you deal with their emotions and kind of what they're going through it can be it can take a really heavy toll on you so I think mentally and emotionally exactly so yes. you have to have some sort of way to check out from that and just to really mentally take a break or else you will get burnt out and kind of just I mean I've been there you'll have some sort of breakdown it's like oh, I'm gonna quit my job this is not for me you right. know it's like no girl it's okay you just didn't take a vacation in a year <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And I feel the same way. Like, even though some of my outside um, focuses are speech related. They are. But I'm still like, I'm really like, oh, I want to sit here and draw this thing. I like, yeah. so it's not like I'm like, IEPs, goals, progress reports, notes, sessions. I'm like, you know, what would be a good idea? if I drew 40 pictures now instead. Like that's, yeah, that's like therapeutic for you. That's great. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what a great idea. And then I'm, I'm just like, I just keep going. So I always like to call myself a productive procrastinator. A PP. Ooh, I like that. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> you know, she just always has, she, Maria's got this way of just lifting you up. PP. We might have to come up with another name. I know, yeah. maybe. A professional PP. A professional, a triple P. Thank you. I'm just going to say, say the queen of PP, but that's a word. <laughs> the head PP. All right, we'll, 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 we'll work on it. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll come back yeah. on that one. Um, yeah, just to wrap up that point, it's like many people might be like, oh, my job is so busy and consuming and I already have not enough time to get, get that done. So how could I add anything into that? But really I feel like having something else makes the other um, more heavy loaded tasks a bit more easy to get through. And then you're just a better conversational partner when you have other things on your mind. Yeah. And you're inspired. Like you said, your creativity. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of your uh, hobbies? I know you have the She Shines. Yeah, so I love, my fiance and I love finding new restaurants to go to oh, in yeah. the city. Okay. Um, this yes. year we're focusing on finding BYO restaurants. Philly okay. has some really great ones. 
I like that you have like a theme to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so a too. Last, last year, our theme was not to go back to the same place because we do have our favorites. Uh, we've had right. a theme of finding the best pizza in the city. Oh. So, yeah, I think that all, it, it makes it fun. I think because he's pretty busy and I'm also busy. So we like to do date night at least once a week. So that's something fun for us to just, you know, kind of put our time into. So I was recently in uh, Philly. So where is your favorite Philly cheesesteak? Ooh. I wish I knew you before I was in Philly. <laughs> oh, man. I do love gyms, and I also love Pat. I live, like, walking distance from Pat's and Gino's. Um, I like Gino's, and then I was like, oh, the, the people who are, like, living in Philly and from Philly, and I, you said you're not from Philly, but they don't go to Gino's and Pat's, but I like Gino's. Yeah, they, mo they mostly do. I mean, I think it right now it's definitely bigger for tourists. I do love, right, right. I do love gyms, though. They're a good cheese. I will say I have not had a bad cheesesteak, though, living in Philadelphia. Good point. That's good, because you don't want to be the bad cheesesteak in Philly. No, no. <laughs> you wouldn't survive. You probably wouldn't survive. Yeah. Uh, we also saw that on your Instagram that you like yoga. Yes. Oh, yes. Yo I So... I'm going to put a star asterisk to that. I am, I'm trying to really get back into loving yoga. I love uh, booty yoga. Have you heard of that? Yes, no. I've done that before. I've heard of booty it yoga. combines like African dance with yoga and Pilates. Yeah, it's like kind of like a tribal dance, cardio, yoga, hit session. And the music is all EDM, reggae, like uh, current songs. So that has been my new obsession, booty yoga. And when it gets nice out in Philly, they do a lot of events outside where you can uh, do them outdoors. So you can do booty outside. Yeah, you, you do the booty outside. <laughs> That's what they call it. I thought it was booty, be like butt booty, like why right. when I first heard of it, I'm like, great, this class sounds right up my alley. Uh, and then I heard it was a B-U-T-I, but the class is still amazing, and I love ah, it. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad that you clarified that. Yeah, yeah in case people were wondering, it's not booty like your butt. It's B-U-T-I. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. still, all good stuff. Booty right. butt, B-U-T-I, yeah. you know, any of them. Right. You know? Beauty, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. any of it. Just sign yeah. me up. Right. <laughs> That wants to grow her butt. That's yeah, I do. I mean, I haven't really uh, tried to though. So um, I like running and I like yoga, and it's hard for me to deviate from that because I just I want to do those things. You add some squats in there. I think you'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I did today. I'm just too obsessed with my handstand right now. It's all I feel like spending my time doing. Well, that's how you got good at it. I'm sure. I'm trying. Um, so then our next question is, it's like funny because lots of times people, they joke about balance. Right. So home, health, and relationships. Yeah. Like you're able to balance all three. So what are your tips for doing this? I, so my biggest tip is to get comfortable with the idea that you will never be perfectly balanced. I think oh. everyone is like seeking for that perfect point in their life when like oh, everything is about my personal life my career like everything is perfect and what I and I was the same way you know I was always searching for like that one day when everything just clicked 
Um, But I think what's actually helped me to become more balanced is realizing that on some days, other things just have to take a priority. And what comes with balance is realizing that you have to create boundaries, you have to learn how to say no. And that that keeps everything kind of in check with each other. And I think that is when you feel balance, you know, when you set boundaries, and you're saying yes to the things you want, and you're saying no to the things you want, you're not overextending yourself, uh, which sometimes I definitely still do. Um, But the balance thing is it, it's a I mean, I hate to like say balance again, but it's like a balancing game. You know, you're always trying to figure out what's more important to you at that time, at that week, but just getting comfortable with knowing that your life is never going to be this perfect, harmonious balance that things are always shifting and changing. That's an excellent point. And I think listening to your body is a big one too. Like, I'm oh, doing yeah. it all right, I overextended myself. So when someone invites me here, I think Deb, you said it before, like, I don't know that, like, I'm already tired on a Tuesday. So if you're asking me to commit to plans on a Friday, I'll have to let you know on Friday. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And the answer will probably be, I'm in bed. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to. I take and I'm in bed. And it's also (laughs) important to not like become discouraged when you have bouts of imbalance. Oh, for sure. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get back to it. It just means that um, something else was a priority probably or, or something needed more attention. So Mm -hmm. don't get down on yourself when you think maybe you lost the balance. You just have to get back there. Aw, thanks. (laughs) Did you lose your balance? I don't think so. (laughs) But maybe I did. I don't know. I was tired yesterday, but I got to sleep. So that was, that was helpful. (laughs) That's good. So we wanted to go into our favorites, like our favorite uh, skin or beauty product, favorite yeah. workout, favorite fashion, and favorite meal. So we'll so, go, we'll go yeah. one at a time mm-hmm. in each category. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of skincare, uh-huh. um, Alex, do you want to go first? What's your favorite skincare stuff? So right now, I am using all my skincare, like serums, moisturizer, under eye cream. I'm using oh. a beauty counter. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but they are uh, committed to providing safer and cleaner products for women and men and children, actually. So I love their products because I know that there's no harmful ingredients or like toxic ingredients um, when I'm like just slathering on everything. And even if I fall asleep in my makeup, which I try not to do, sometimes um, it happens. Sometimes it happens, but I go to like, I know it's okay because everything still is, is good in there. You know, it's not harmful for my body or my skin. So I'm in love with Beauty Counter right now. Cool. I like, so I go between Rodin and Fields and Philosophy. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I feel like my face looks decent even if I don't do anything to it, which I think is the goal because there are just some days when – you gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just roll out of bed and go. That's you get, right. You're, you so, get what you get today. <laughs> exactly. So as long as I have at least like a philosophy or a rodents and fields AM cream, I'm good to go. Yeah. Cool. I like Mario Badescu and Peter Thomas Roth. Oh my gosh, the Mario Badescu that pimple saver thing is mm-hmm. magic. And I'm obsessed with like the rose water spray, the lavender oh. spray. Yeah. But actually what's really helped my skin is like a retinol serum and a vitamin C. So that's what I feel like. 
Yeah, it's I have cool. a vitamin C facial oil that I'm using right now too. Oh, I'm a facial oil. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, my beauty drawer is just like you know, like just a lot. A lot. Like, of I try to only have like one thing. Yeah. I'm trying to get there, but I have to use just the stuff first. Just give your first. stuff away. No, no, no. I like my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> so we touched upon workouts already. I think we all said our favorite workout, but once yeah. again, what do you, is yours booty workout? Yeah, I like booty yoga. I do a lot of uh, workouts in my basement, a lot of hit workouts, and I do like uh, rebounding with the, the trampoline. I do like that one. Oh, nice. you keep your workouts fresh. I need to do that. I need to like revamp my workout. I feel like when the seasons change, you got to like revamp. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. So I need to revamp mine. So yeah, I think I'm going to incorporate some booty yoga. B-U-T-I. <laughs> I like, I mean, I like running and yoga, but I, I have to do more than that. Um, and other than that, I like soul cycle and, um, like very boot camp, like doing like really fast and a high elevation on the treadmill and then going to do weights and then back to the treadmill and then the weights and then it's over. So I like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else do we do? Favorite work? meal. Oh, we said well, that. I like yoga, but I always switch it up. So right now, I don't even know what I did today. I've been focusing a lot more on my abs. Oh yeah. I'm ready for Dominican Republic. Oh, oh when are you going in there? April? Oh, it's right before I go to Colorado. Oh, we I'm better sorry. record more episodes. Yeah, <laughs> just April break. <laughs> That's all. I'm going to Florida, and yeah. I just got high waisted bottoms, so nice. I'm not worried about anything. Um, the next Good. thing is fashion. Mm-hmm. So, well, so what what fashion thing do you like right now, and what are you looking forward to in the next season? So right now, I just have high waisted pants. You just said it. Oh, I was talking about the bottom. Okay. I just like to wear, like, a, a straight pant and um, a wedge heel. Very comfy, and it looks good. Yeah, it's like the same thing as a flat, but a little bit of a wedge. Ah, uh, Mike just there. There it is. <laughs> um, cool. I have been into stretchy but fun pants. I feel like I just keep buying pants. Like, I have barely any shirts left, but I'm into, like, funky pants. I just bought a pair of, like, pink metallic pants i'm not wearing them pants now so i'm all about like statement pants statement pants pants. and you just wear with whatever you like what about you alex so i've been doing rent the runway recently for like the past few months um and i also have been renting statement pants because i'm scared to buy them but i have rented a pair of like glitter pants Mm. floral pants with like a track uh stripe down the side so i like found finding out kind of outrageous outfits wait where are you renting these pants because that might save me oh yeah from rent the runway because i just keep buying the statement i'll have to i will i'll send i'll send them to you later okay yeah 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 i'm excited yeah i've been loving rent the runway because i can just switch it up and I just got a new jacket today that I'm so excited about yeah my friend Amy does it too and she does like a bigger plan and she'll just have like crazy jackets crazy outfits send them back get some more oh yeah I just went to Park City uh two weeks ago and I had two jackets a bag a sweater just like yeah oh it's it's been I haven't been clothing shopping in like months it's been great for me yeah that's a great idea Mm -hmm. 
I just order stuff online, but maybe I should incorporate. <laughs> I, I like shopping though. That was my go-to before though, was just because I hate trying things on in the store. Oh, me too. Um, so I would just oh. order online like all the time, but then things wouldn't fit me, and I was like, oh, just is. Yeah, or it like is like a fake shirt that's uneven, and you get tricked. Yeah, yeah or you wash it once, and then it's like a baby size. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying. Good point. Good point. Um, so then the last thing in this favorite section is uh, meals, and I gotta say, lately I'm all about pho. I just want pho, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know what that is. It's Vietnamese soup. Oh, I call it pho. Oh, that's wrong. Oh. H-O, right? Well, thank you. Pho. Thank you, PP. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Queen PP with the pho. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I like Alex. <laughs> okay, you're all about pho. Uh, I, I change it. what I eat all the time, so I don't know now. Yeah, what are you loving right now? Um, what am I loving right now? Everything. Uh, I don't know. Well, what's Alex loving right now? Yeah, Alex, you tell me. Oh, my goodness. I mean, my go-to we eat at least once a week is pizza. I don't know if that's not, like, a, a really nice meal, but we also do taco bowls all the time. Oh, I love doing taco bowls. Well, I've been researching because I'm going to go to Chicago for the weekend, like, the best deep dish pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love it. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about that after. <laughs> so I think it's Pete Luminati. Lou Malnati's. Lou, yes. Okay, so I've been researching deep dish pizza, but I haven't tried it yet. So, wow. you know. But okay. Mike probably knows pizza places too. And okay, I'll ask him. Cool. Yeah. All right. So our last segment is called Tips and Tricks. And here's where we just uh, share a simple tip or trick that anyone can use tomorrow. You don't have to buy anything. It's just something that you can implement in your life, whether it be speech or life in general. Love it. And um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, I've been uh, having my students write a lot. I don't know why I just get into these moods. Like we're going to really focus on writing. And then I'm like, why am I wasting so much loose leaf? So any students that didn't already have a speech notebook, I, uh, sent the note home or called a parent. I was like, Hey, I know we asked about for this in September and it never really, sometimes it doesn't, parents don't send it, right. but I asked for it now. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's not too late. Yeah. It's not too late. I feel like, you know what? It's springtime. We're excited. Let's get it moving. Let's get a speech notebook in here. I still have speech notebooks for some kids that were I had last year, and either they, like, graduated or left, and I just rip out the pages that right. they did, and I put a sticker over the top, and then we reuse that notebook. Oh, that's, that's such a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So you have old notebooks lying around? Use them. Yeah. That's my tip. Uh, Alex, what's your tip or trick? My tip or trick is to use YouTube videos and oh, yeah. always my go-to when I have someone who like is just really not into therapy that day and I say, okay, what's your favorite sports team? And you just pull up a sports clip or oh. watch the news the other day or pull up a recent news clip, whatever it might be, and just use that to stimulate cognition, language, you know, attention, recall. Yeah. It's so easy. Even if they have a, a TV in their house, just turn on the TV and let's just talk about, you know, the price is right, because that's usually on at the time um, for some sort of talk show. So it's just super easy. You don't need anything. You have a cell phone already, or if they have a TV, you can just turn that on and use the TV. 
That's perfect. I was working on vowels a lot this week, and I was like, does anyone know what a vowel is? And they were like, yeah, when you spin the wheel, you have to pay for that. Buy a vowel? I was like, yeah, like Wheel of Fortune. That's a good reference on vowels. Good point. Um, My tip or trick in terms, it's a coloring tip or trick. So I've been doing a lot of drawing and coloring um, for my therapy materials, and it's really, it's a simple trick, but um, when you're coloring, something you should color the things that have to be a certain color that color first ah i think i do that inadvertently like oh, yeah right, let's start with like the grass grass because it's going to be green right. you don't want to accidentally right. color a car green blue right yeah so then like after you color all of the things that have to be a color then color the other elements of your picture because then you'll find yourself recoloring things because you feel like your color scheme is redundant um, like, yeah, so don't color a car green when you're outside and don't color it blue either because the sky will be blue. Um, so my tip is just to color the things that have colors first. Yeah. And that could be a good time when you work on the following directions and then like the other half is like, all right, well, what color do you want the car to be? Right. Yeah. Like, well, you better ask for that. And then <laughs> right. on that, you know, yeah, like, you can have like five elements that right. are following directions and then two or three choices. Oh yeah. I like that. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm not too controlling. I'm going to tell you what color to make flower. Yeah. Right. But the flowers. clouds can't be green. They can't. They, well, then some kid was like, well, it's acid rain. I'm like, fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone has been watching Stranger Things. <laughs> or, or really listening intently during science. Maybe. Either way. Like, one of those things is happening. Probably Stranger Things. Most right. likely Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been so great having you. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. So much fun. And our episode with a quote. And since Alex is our guest, can you finish off with a nice quote? Sure. So I apologize because I do not know the origin of this quote, but one of my favorite quotes being from someone who always has a lot going on and who loves all those things is, I can't cry about having a lot on my plate when my goal was to eat. Thank you for listening to this episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. We are so excited because we are about to celebrate our one-year anniversary of doing the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. We are going to have a live show on May 31st at 7.30 p.m. at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. We really hope to see you there. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey ladies, I'm kind of sort of loving and openly admittingly fangirling y'all lovely duo of SLP's Wine and Cheese. Yes, and we love listening to your podcast, First Bite. Well, thank you. I'm Michelle Dawson and I specialize in functional but fun treatment for medically fragile kiddos, especially for those that have feeding and swallowing impairments and who use AAC devices as part of their total communication plan. On my podcast, First Bite, We discuss all topics related to early intervention and pediatric speech therapy. We address those worrisome ethics and clinical supervision concerns, as well as jump into private practice ownership and really get into the nooks and crannies of all the things in between by interviewing guest experts in the field. Then, every fourth episode, we bring it back home to my Palmetto State by having evidence-based reviews of case studies or resources with my dear friend and colleague, Aaron Forward who kind of sort of came up with this whole idea. First Bite is partnered with Speech Therapy PD, offering evidence-based content in a podcast. 
Each episode can count as one hour ASHA CEU. Find them on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. And thanks for all you do and for spreading joy into the world. Cheers. Cheers.